With the bottom, bottom bottom word on your down base. So the, the Mishnah had said we're going through the, all the without the Mishnah and the Bryce and the Bryce is talking about all the halachas of a carbon mincha, regular carbon mincha, and then we're gonna comp- and we've been comparing and contrasting a regular carbon mincha with a mincha soita. So one of the points the Mishnah the Bryce had said, the Bryce we quoted yesterday had said, said Umaleu Umaktiru. So you Umaleu Maktiru and the Bryce said Maktiru Maktiru Klishar. So we have two Two girsas here in this Gemara. We have the girsa the way we have it, and then Rashi brings that girsa and rejects it and says the kasha is a slightly different kasha. So the way we have the girsa is umaleu maktira on top of tesvav manal magdema typically sharis. The Gemara's kasha is biklisharis maktilu. Gemara's kasha is it's mashma and the brisa that you're maktir in the klisharis itself, and it's not. Of course, you don't burn the klisharis. Eleima maleu biklisharis lehaktira. It actually means you bring it up with the klisharis and you throw it from the klisharis onto the fire. However, Rashi rejects that. Rashi doesn't say. Why he rejects step shot, but Rashi rejects step shot. Maybe there's no havamina, not clear. Rashi says the question is, is that we actually talk, if you go back and look at the Brysa, the Brysa says that you're malet umaktir b'klisharis, and then it says umolchoi, and then it says you salt it. Now clearly you salt the karba mincha before you put it up on the fire. And that's what the Goros Kash is. Look in Rashi. Rashi says, Hachi garsinu maktira sakodaitach, v'loi garis otu b'klisharis maktu, v'achi kakashi maktira sakodaitach, v'arayadayin loi molcha. That's the Gemara's Kashi. The Gemara's Kashi is, how can it be maktirit if the Malicha only happened afterwards? And then the answer of the Gemara is, on the next line of Rashi, Maleu li haktira b'klisharis. Kalemer says Rashi, Maleu b'klisharis laktira la'achershim l'choy. It doesn't actually mean to be maktirit at that stage. Of course, it means you bring it up on the Mizbech to begin the haktara process, and then you put the salt on it on the mizbech, and then you burn it together, but you don't burn it before you put the salt on it. So either way, the halacha seem to be accurate either way. You're not makter it in the klisharis, and of course you're not makter it before you put the salt onto it. Continues the Gemara uh, going through the Bryce. So, Molcha Vinosna Gabi Ishim. And you salt it, and you have to put salt on it, and then you burn it. Dixiv, the whole carbon mitchasecha, the Melech Timlech. It's actually a long Pasuk, which has three different times the same Malacha. It says the Pasuk is the whole carbon mitchasecha, the Melech Timlech. You have to salt them. Well, I taspish Melech Brisal, Alekech, and Yalmin Chasecha. You're not allowed to not have. The carbon min- I need carbon mincha without salt. I'll call carbon chatach of Malach. It seems to have two assays and a lois assay if you're makavit with. Out salt, and therefore clearly it's not necessarily ma'akiv if you have it without salt. That's a whole discussion, but clearly it's a mitzvah to put salt on every carbon and the carbon mincha included. Karva kaimit shiran achalim. So once you makiv the kaimits, then the whatever was left over from the non kaimits, the what we call shirayim, that can be eaten by the kaimim. So let me know again. It's just it's in the pasuk pasuk shat tchsev vehikter akarnis as karasa. The pasuk says he's makdirit uksev. And the next pasuk is when aseres when amincha laaron alabanov. And therefore the aaron alabanov can eat it. Some of us say here the chiddush is that not only is the kain who's makriv the shiraya the kaimits allowed to eat it, but any kain is allowed to eat karva mincha as well. And that's the chiddush over. Now, what does it mean, Karav HaKaymetz? So the Gemara continues, Karav HaKaymetz is actually a Machleikas. Lemarka de Isle, Lemarka de Isle. We actually have a Machleikas in the Gemara in Menachas, exactly at what stage does the Shirayim become Mutul Achila? The Itma. Kaymetz, Mehemesai Mata Shirayim Achila. At what stage of the burning of the Kaymetz does the rest of the Shirayim become Mutul Achila? When it burnt, when the whole thing is on fire, the whole, the, the entire Kmitza that you put up there is on fire, that's when the Shirayim becomes, you know, it doesn't have to be burnt to a crisp, but it has to be on fire. You don't need it all, it means roiv. 
discussion of what that means. Rive does that mean rive of the kaimitz or every little piece of the kaimitz rive of it? You could discuss exactly what the point is, but the point is it has to be on fire. Most of it or all of it has to be burning, and then you can go ahead and eat the you can eat the shirai. The Mishnah Brisa then said, When they eat the shirayim, which is kind of a plain kind of pancake with a little oil maybe, so they can put anything they want. They can put, you know, uh, I don't know, they can put maple syrup, they can put uh, anything they feel like. My time, oh. The Pasuk says, We do a Pasuk, This is a, a halacha to the Kaidim, they should eat everything that uh, they get from Truma and from the Kodshim, from the Mizbech. What does it mean, Lemoshcha? Lemoshcha means Legedula, like we have do Meshicha Vamelech. So it means Legedula, and when, when they eat the different parts of the of the Karbonus or Truma, etc., they should do it in a way that a Melech normally eats. And a Melech doesn't eat a plain pancake, he eats it with other things. And this is a Chiddush Mepharshim say. You don't have to be worried about it if you put you know, too much ketchup on it, it's going to be Mavato the carbon, it's not Makar the Mitzvah. No, the Torah specifically says you can put on it whatever you want, and that's not Mavato the carbon, and you yates the Mitzvah Achilles carbon, and it's a Mitzvah to do it Baderech Melucha. But vein asurin elamilachametz. You have to make sure it doesn't become chametz. The chsev and there's a, a chiddush in the pasuk. Let's see. Alpha chametz chelkom. When it says chelkom in the pasuk, it means going on the part that the kohen is eating. Not only is the part that you're makiv on the mizbeach now that be chametz, of course, the kmitza, but even the shirayim, which is not going on the mizbeach at all, the chelkom, even the chelik that the kohen eats, also has a din not to be chametz, and therefore you have to eat it when it's a, a bake. Make sure it's baked properly so it never becomes chametz. Okay, now getting back to the Mishnah. Our Mishnah, which compares and contrasts the carbon mincha soita with the regular carbon mincha, and it said in the Mishnah a bunch of different things. It said that the carbon mincha soita was brought with a kvifa mitzvah. It said the carbon mincha soita does not require shemen alavina. It said the carbon mincha soita is brought from soirim, and it is brought kemach, which is a not a fine ground, fine sifted, but actually what we'd call like whole grain. So it says the Gemara, L'chaira, it's not really accurate. You tell me every other type of carbon mincha besides mincha soite gets shemen and levaina. There are a number of carbonas we have called a carbon mincha, a carbon chatas oilevyurin. Rashi brings the list over here. Those particular averis, the Torah says when you bring the carbon chatas to them, if you do a peshegig, normally a carbon chatas you do a by a regular what we call chatas chelev. You do a regular lav in the Torah, the Torah says you have to bring an animal as a carbon chatas. There are three examples where the Torah says, if you cannot afford an animal, then you could bring a carbon mincha instead. Shvos bitu, shvos edus, amemetamemigdash. Okay, so in those kind of cases, you're bringing a carbon mincha schoite. It's a mincha of a carbon chatas. And over there, the Rachman Omar, Torah specifically says, lo yasum la shemen v'lo'iten la'avayna. So how can our Mishnah say every carbon mincha requires shemen al except for the minchas soita, it's not true. The three carbon minchas chatas does not require shemel vayna specifically. We'll see why in a few minutes. But you see, that's not the, how does the Mishnah talk about this? So the Mahaki come up. The way you read the Mishnah, our Mishnah, if you look back at the gears of the Mishnah, actually had three separate halachas. It said kol minchas tuah shemel vayna, kol minchas baris minachitin, kol minchas bargerish. Says the Mishnah, says our Gemara, you actually shouldn't read those as three separate categories. You read it in one sentence. You should read it like this: Mahaki come a standard carbon mincha 
Tunus Shemelovina, it requires Shemelovina, and Bos Menachitid, and normally is bought from wheat, and Bos Silas is brought from the fine sifted wheat flour. That is a standard carbon mincha. However, then would say the Mishnah, there are some exceptions to those three standards. Mincha schaite, for instance, the Mincha of a carbon chattis we just discussed. Afapisha even though it does not have, does not come from Shemin Levina, as we said, but Bamanachitim Bamanasadis. So at least two out of the three alochas, this is the Mishnah, apply to a Mincha schatas, which is, that is definitely brought from Chitin, and is definitely brought from the fine sifted Chitin. Mincha Oimer, the Mincha Oimer that we bring, that Afapishi Bamanasadis, even though it is not not like a regular carbon mincha is brought from Siren, but it is tuna shemalavina. It does require shemalavina uba gerish, and it is brought with fine sifted or gerish. When you're talking about Siren, Vizu, however, the mincha soita that breaks all the barriers loy shemen v'loy lavina uba menasayim uba kemach. So therefore, actually, the Mishnah uh, understands that a minchas chatas does not have all these halachas. When it said kolam anachas, it didn't really mean kolam anachas. I mean, a standard carbon mincha is going to have shemen and lavina is going to be brought from chitin is going to be brought finely sifted. And there are some exceptions here or there. From a minchas chatas is one exception. A minchas has a different exception. The minchas breaks all the rules down and it has none of the standard parts of a normal carbon mincha. Tanya, I'm Reb Shimon. Shimon comes to say pshat in these halachas. We know of Shimon many times in Shas is Deirish time of the Kra. So maybe this is the same idea of Shimon is explaining to us pshat in these psukim. Bedinu shetemincha schaite tuna shemalavani. So if you think about it, right, if you were just writing down your own rules, you would say someone who didn't have someone who's bringing a carbon mincha because he wants to be menadev a carbon mincha, you can bring a carbon mincha on your own. That's a wonderful thing. So, you know, bring it, whatever you want. But if you're bringing a carbon mincha because you didn't have so then you should have to bring the most expensive type of carbon mincha, right? This is being brought to achieve kapara. You should have to invest in it. And therefore, What kind of sense does it make that a regular carbon mincha, you have to pay for oil, and you have to pay, and you have to pay for, the, for, for the wine? Comes the mincha's chaytim, you're doing it a very No, you get off on the cheap. That doesn't make any sense, says Abshimen. So really what actually makes sense is that the Mincha Shechete should have Shemin Alevayinam. So why does the Torah say not? What's the Svar of the Torah? Shleya Kerbanay Mahudur. Mitzad Shein, we have another Svar. The other Svar says when someone does an Avera and he's bringing a carbon, we don't want him to have a nice carbon. Right, the idea of a carbon is you look at the carbon and you reflect on yourself. When a carbon is shechted, you think about you could be shechted and your dam in the mezbech. So when a person brings a, min, a carbon mincha for his carbon chatas in those particular situations, you want to bring it fancy. Right? Dafka, don't bring it fancy. Dafka, bring it without Shem and without Levina. So you should realize the seriousness of the situation. That overrides the idea of that he should have and says of Shimon, the opposite, the other halacha is true as well. Another halacha, which we have not had gotten to, when you bring a regular carbon chatas, an animal, so normally when you bring a carbon shlamim, etc., you have to bring nesachim. You have to bring a carbon mincha within, you have to bring wine, etc., like we said, like we say we, by, by every carbon musa. But a carbon chatas, when you bring a regular carbon chatas, the Pasuk says you don't bring nesachim. Why not? Look, the same idea. Why should you save money when you're bringing carbon chattas and not have to pay for the nisachim, the wine and the oil that goes with it? Same idea over there. Even though you're bringing an animal, which is nice, but we don't let you bring nisachim. Nisachim, you want to bring nisachim on your own, that's fine, but nothing to do with the carbon chattas. Carbon chattas does not have nisachim because that same overriding svara, we don't want to have a carbon mahudr. Aval says of Shimon, there's a there's a problem with my svara. Aval chatos is shemetzayra v'ashamim. We know metzayra 
brings a carbon chatos and a carbon oshem as part of his tyra process, as we discussed in Masech Nazir. So over there, they're tuning a sachem. That's a carbon chatos. It's clearly a carbon chatos. Tyra calls it a chatos, and it calls it a carbon oshem. And yet, it requires the sachem over there. The psukim say by him, it's you bring the sachem. Why? I just said to you, you don't want to have carbon mahudr by a vera oriented carbon. So why by the mitzari? Yes. The answer is because those are a very unique type of carbon chatos by a mitzari and a carbon oshem, because they're not really a vera oriented. They're being brought as mechusser kapara so that the mitzari can get, achieve, achieve tahira and go into the base of Mikdash, but they're not really associated with any specific avera, and therefore they can have the sachem and they can be a nice carbon. So is that really true? With Saras comes as a response to Ravera, the most famously Lashon Hara, etc. So therefore, really, maybe the carbon chatas and Osham that you bring my Mitzvah is for an Avera. If it is for an Avera, then you should not have Nesachim. And if you do say you bring Nesachim, Reb Shimon's whole Svarah is, is, is not right. The truth is, you have to look at it in two stages by Tsaras. When a person says Lashon Har and he gets Tsaras, the Tsaras achieves the Kapara for the Avera that he did. When he has to bring the Ashim and the Chatas, that's not for the original Avera. The Ashim and the Chatas is That's just a dinner to allow him to go into the base of Mikdash to achieve Tyra and then he can eat Kodshim. Nothing to do with the original Avera. So you don't bring a Karbin Chatas or Ashim for the Lashon for the Lashon Hara, the person gets Kapara through the Tsaras. Once he has Tsaras, so that he has a din of Tumah that he has to bring a Chattas for Lashon for, but it's not a standard Chattas for Lashon, and therefore over there you could bring an Asach. Says Malamayata, wait a second. Chatos Nazir Taytuna Nasachim, according to your Svara, that by special non hate oriented carbon chatas, you do bring Nasachim, like by Mitzayra. What about the chatas that a Nazir brings when he achieves Kapara at the end, at the end of the Nazir process? Two types of Nazir, remember? Nazir Tomei, Nazir Tar. Nazir Tomei, we understand he brings a chatas without Nasachim because that's, he didn't have air, he became Tomei. But a Nazir Tar, who finishes complete 30 days, he also brings a carbon chatas. And over there, he also does not bring. Nesachim. Why not? It's not an Avera, and if it's not an Avera, he should bring Nesachim, just like we saw by the Metzera. That we already said many times in that Nazir, by the fact that he wants to be, as we could say, firmer than God, right? God said you can drink wine. He's going to say, I'm not going to. So that itself is some sort of Avera. And therefore, the carbon chatas that you bring in there is really more a real chatas. And if it's a real chatas, then if Shimon Svar makes sense that you don't bring the Sachim with it. So at least according to Shimon, it all fits all the way through, according to Blazer Akap. The end of the Mishnah said, and our Mishnah said, Gamliel said a svar. Gamliel said that, it actually said it's strange, Keshem Behema, Kach Karbona Behema, that the Saita did a Maisa Behema, therefore instead of bringing carbon Mincha of Chitim, which is normally human food, which she brings uh, Sayyim, which is animal food. Says the Gemara, Tanya the Bryce, who throws in a little twist on this, Amalari Gamliel Chamim, Sayyim, Sayyim is the way he's calling Tamid Chamim, Hinichuli Vadrashenu, let me. Uh, allow me to explain to you this pshat, kemin chomer. What does the word chomer mean? It's an interesting word. Rashi and the chomer, look at Rashi on the bottom line. If Rashi, if you look, Rashi's chomer is button blaz. It's a button. Rashi says, Vahu shall zav, by noise. If you have two sides of a jacket and you button them together, it's a button, I guess it's in French the same word. Uh, and so that's what a button is, and I can, I can make the pieces fit together nicely. 
What's Pshat? And this says says of Gumliel, the Shaman and the Mayor, because Gumliel had a problem. We had said earlier in the first parak, the Mayor went through all the midah midas of everything that goes on by a saita, and that's the way we treat her. So one of the things the Mayor said is the Kamar he achilasem adani oylem. She fed the the noyef over there wonderful, delicious foods, and that's how she seduced him. The fichet kabana meichel behema, and therefore midah kenegin midah, we punish her, and we say that she does not bring a nice carbon; she brings a carbon of sorrow. That was a Mayor. Svara on why the carbon of the Minchasimer is Sa'irim. Amalei, and on that regard, Gamaliel was bothered by Hati and Achashira. If she's rich and she could afford a fancy meal when she went with the Naya, fine. Ania Michael and if she was poor, she didn't have any fancy meals at home. How she seduced him, I don't know, but she didn't give him any fancy meals. Why should she get punished, Midi Kenegin Mida, and bring Michael Behem a carbon? Ella, he says, a, a slightly different shot. It's not a question of what she fed him necessarily, says Gamliel. He says, rather, I could say, it's her mice itself. Animals are not uh, are not loyal to their spouses necessarily. Some are, but most are not. And therefore, she acted like an animal. Therefore, her carbon is made from animal food. It's another pshat in the midi connected mida of the carbon of Sawyer. Continue on the process of the carbon saita. So maybe pili shalcheres pili. It's fili, probably it is. Fili is a it seems to be a Greek word for a, a very shallow, flat kind of kli. Okay, now, Rashi says it's a kais. Seems to be the actual Greek word, actually something more flat. But either way, some kind of kli that you can hold liquid into. So what do you do? What does it kind of do with this kli? Okay, so he's going to have to put into here water. How much water? Tanakama says a half a lug water. Where does the water come from? The kir. Why from the kir? So Rashi says, the Pasuk says that we're going to be dashing here. So the first part, part of the Pasuk says it's mayim kidoshim. How do you have Mayim Kedoshim? It means it had to have been in a Klisharis at some point in time. This Klisharis that we're going to be using is not a Klisharis. We said yesterday Klisharis have to be made out of metal at least. So this is definitely not a Klisharis. Where did they get Mayim Kedoshim from? It must have been from the Kir. Whether it's actually Ma'akev to be from the Kir or that's just a convenient place to get it from, not exactly clear in the Gemara and the Mepharshim discuss it. It's also not going to be exactly clear what does this mean that the water is Kaddish? Right? This water she's drinking. Right, we don't normally drink kudshim water, and moron. We'll see later on in the parak that if she admits after this stage, we just take the water and we spill it out. Mayim is nishpachim. We don't seem to treat it with any level of kedusha seriously. So it's not 100% clear what level of kedusha this water has, or maybe they had in mind when they put the water in the kiyot, this is going to be used for a saital tonight. Not 100% clear how the lumdas works out, but Basa calls it Mayim Kedoshim, and therefore Rashi says it has to come, or should come from the kiyot, or something like that. So we said it's a chatzilug. Rabbi Hudaimer, Revius, if you says you do not need a half a log, a quarter log is good enough. Why? We'll see in the sugyas coming up in the next few days that the idea here is we're going to write down the Parsha Saita and scrape off those letters into the water. So we're going to have a machlekes. How many psukim do you write and scrape off? Is it one pasuk? Is it three psukim? Four psukim? We'll have a whole discussion about it. The behudas of the sheet that it's only one pasuk. And therefore, according to Behuda, you have much less ink that you need to dissolve in the water. And therefore, you don't need that much water. 
and therefore you can have a revias as opposed to Tanakhama, says a chetzi. Some of Farshim say it's a little bit more than that, apparently, the Zerushalmi, that you're going to want to have the ink, you want to be able to see the blackness of the ink in the water. And if you have too much water, and you have very little ink, because according to you, you only have one plastic, then the, the ink is just going to dissolve into the water, you're not going to see it at all. Some of our say, according to you, it's not that you're allowed to have a revius, it's that you're not allowed to have more than a revius, because if you have more than a revius, then the black ink is just going to dissolve and you're not going to see anything at all from it. Debatable. Now the Pasuk continues. The Pasuk says, I'll read the Pasuk again. So, so this is a part that people don't always pay attention to. So before we get anything to do with erasing any ink or anything like that, the mitzvah and the Pasuk to take dirt from the Mishkan, the Nasan El Hamayim, and to put that dirt, El Hamayim. What is this dirt? So it says the Gemara, Mishnah, Nechlas the Heichel. So the Kayin goes into the Heichel itself, Upanali Amina, he turns specifically to his right, we'll see why. The Makam Hayisham Amal Amal, there was a, basically a tile there, there was one Amal by Amal. The Tabla Shalshayis was covered by a tile, the Tabasa Yikavuabad, but it had a ring on it so he could lift up the tile. And that was made specifically for the site. There's no reason we ever we need to get dirt. Otherwise, besides this, he would lift up this tile, take dirt out from under the tile, and he puts it into the kli. However, the Mishnah says, How much dirt do you need? So you need enough dirt, it has to be enough dirt that the dirt, again, does not dissolve into the water and just become not transparent. If we say, depending on how much water you have, whether you have a chetzilog or a viasilog, you then have to put enough dirt so it looks like muddy, murky water. And Rashi says, this is based on the fact that it says al it says venosan el hamayim. It does not say venosan bimayim. It says venosan el hamayim, and that's an indication that you have to be able to see the dirt in the water. Okay. And therefore, so we have this idea of putting dirt. How much? You have to just figure out. It doesn't say a specific shear. However much you think you need, that it shouldn't dissolve. Tana, the Brisek says, another extra word, Pili shal cheres chadosha divya When you take this kli of cheres, it has to be brand new, never used before. If you actually look in the Mishnayis, the printed Mishnayis, the word chadosha is in the printed Mishnayis as well. Actually, in the Mishnah. In, our, in the Gemara's version of the Mishnah, the word chadosha is not there, it's added on by the Brisek. I'm not sure how that happened. So my time in Yishra, what is this idea that it has to be a new Kli, that you only use it once, and then you smash it? It's not Tomei or anything like that, so what's the deal? So he says, Gomar Kli Kli B'Mitzayra, we know by the Mitzayra, by the first stage of the process of the tire of Mitzayra, you take the two birds, you shecht one of the birds into a Kli with Mayim, and then you dip the second bird alive into that Kli with the Mayim, and then it flies away. That's the first stage of the tire process of the Mitzayra, before he gets to the second week. This is already the beginning of, of the process. So it says over there the word kli. It says and it says over here by Saita the word kli as well. Therefore, malalon cheres chadasha, afkan cheres chadasha. Just like by the tzera, you have to use a new kli that was never used before. Here also by sight, you have to use a new kli that was never used before. Vehasami nolan. How do you know by a tzera that you have to use a new kli? Where does the lacha come from? Some of the pasuk says by tzera, v'shachetz atzipor echas el kli cheres on a kli cheres al mayim chaim. And we darshan ma mayim chaim shenasme malacha. Mayim chaim by definition means spring water that was never used for any malacha at all. It was 
fresh water came up from the ground. Mm-hmm. So the kli also that you use has to be like the water. Just like, and basically we're saying sort of like the word chayim is not just going on the word mayim. The word chayim is going on the kli itself. That the kli has to be a new kli that was never used. That's by Mitzayra. And then we learn out Xerah Shava that just like by Mitzayra you need to have a new kli. Also by Saita you have to have a new kli. So so wait a second, if you're making such a Xerashava between Mitzayra and Saita, so maybe my Saita should have to have Mayim Chaim. The Pasuk does not say Beferish by Saita Mayim Chaim. It just says Mayim Kedoshim. So maybe you should have to have Mayim Chaim. It says, well, you're right. It'll be Shmuel HaChanami. According to be Shmuel, you do need to have Mayim Chaim. How do you know that? The water in the Kiyar, where does that water come from? So we already know you lower the kiyar down in, under the ground and they fill it up with water, but does it have to be that way or not? Bishmol says the water in the kiyar is Mayim Chayim. And when you put it in the kiyar, it's Mayim Chayim. And when you take it out and use it for the Saita, you are actually using Mayim Chayim. So therefore, actually, Bishmol, the Shittah say it all fits beautifully together. He makes the Gzeri Shavar from Saita and Mitzayra, and therefore it's all going to be Mayim Chayim. Chamer and Misham Emerson. Cham Tafka specifically hold that the water in the kir lav dafka is mayim chaim at all. It could be the water in the kir, just regular water, and therefore they obviously don't hold it as gzer shava, and therefore they hold you could use the water in the kir for meisaita, because I don't need it to have mayim chaim. The elishitas holds it's not mayim chaim. Okay, so therefore, according to Mishmol, very nice, we have a gzer shava between mitzera and between saita, and therefore we learn out that just like by mitzera you need mayim chaim and a new kli, also by saita you need mayim chaim and a new kli. Whenever you have Xer Shavah, Tesis points out, we have, we've brought this a few places in Shas. Whenever you have Xer Shavah and the words are extra, then there's no questioning the Xer Shavah. But if the words are not extra, then you can logically question the Xer Shavah. And the Chayra over here, you can ask a logical question on this Xer Shavah. By the Mitzer, it's not just water and blood. There's water and blood and the Xer the stick and the twigs and everything you put over there. Whereas by Saita, we have none of that. So maybe by the Mitzer, we need Xer Shavah. That's why you need to have Mayim Chayim, and that's why you have to have a, a new Kli. But what does that have to do with Saita? So back to our question, where do you get this idea that Bishmal says you need to have a Saita, it needs to have Mayim Chayim, and it needs to have a new Kli. Ella, it should be, Rashi's gear says, Ella Amar Rav, Rashi's gear says, Amar Kro, Bikli Cheres, an interesting drasha. It says in the Pasuk, by Saita, right? Bikli Cheres. So Rashi says, we're dashing over here. Why does it say Bikli Cheres? Bikli Cheres is mashma, a Kli that you're familiar with already. There's a specific Kli that you know of. Use that same type of Kli over here. What other Kli are we familiar with in the base of English? The only other Kli we're familiar with in the base of English is the Kli Mitzayra. And the Kli Mitzayra, we already learned out, has to be a new Kli. Therefore, here also, by Saita, Bikli Cheres is a Remez, maybe it's the Rabbanon Taisa says, to the idea that you're supposed to use the same type of Kli that you use by Mitzayra, you should also use by Saita, and therefore it has to be a new Kli. Amarava. According to the Chachamim, who did not say you need a new Kli, they said you could use any Kli you want, you can reuse it. Yes, it doesn't have to be a new Kli, but it can't be blackened. It can't be a dirty Kli. Why? It has to be like the water. Water is clear water, in the, if especially if you're getting it from the Kiar. Therefore, the Kli cannot be have changed, it can't have gotten dirty to the point where it looks like a black Kli. By Rava, this alkmu vechizir lo tekiv shonei shvin eslab numau. Let's say you have a kli cheres that got really black. 
So you can't really wash it off. They don't have soap and whatever they have over there. So they used to put it back into the kiln. And if you put it back into the kiln, it burns off everything. It starts all over again. It becomes white. Once you say, once it became black, it's puzzle for mesaita. You can't use it anymore. Once you put it back and make it clean again, that becomes re-kosher for carbon saita. For the mesaita. The sticks that you're supposed to use for the Mitzayra. So the Lach is, if you use those to carry something on your back. Okay, so you put a, a package on your back, you're holding it with these sticks. So that's Psulin. Now it doesn't say, Rashi says, it does not say that it's because you did Malacha with them. Right? Sometimes you might have a lacha, like paradumi and I'll do malachwa. It doesn't say over here the issue is malacha. It says because you were holding them on your back. What's the issue over there? Must be the issue is when you're holding a, a package on your back with these sticks, the sticks bend. And therefore they're not in their original form. And that's the psul. In fact, wait a second. But once you take off the package, the twigs just go back to the original straight shape. And yet we see there's still puzzle. So you see that once something from Metzera bends out of its original shape, it's puzzle. And it does not become able to become used again. So you're also by these Caleb by the site. That once they become black, you cannot re- reinstitute them by putting them in the kill. It's my left Africa. Over there, the sticks, not only do they bend, but the, but the bark and whatever peels off of them, and therefore they become impossible to fix back to the original state. That's why they're puzzle. Whereas by, over here by the cleave, maybe once you clean it off in the kiln and it gets back to its original color and state, you would be able to use it, so we don't answer that shot. We said he turns to his right. My time, why the right? What's the difference where, where he gets it from? The passage just says, dirt from the Mishkan. says, We have a general rule in the base of We learn it out from the way the Pesukim describe the directions around the Yam Shel Shleima, that you're always supposed to go to the right, and therefore you always move towards your right, and therefore if you're going into the Hechel to get the dirt, you go in, you turn to the right, and that's where we set up this specific tile to take the dirt from. Very interesting discussion. It says in the Pasuk, Mina offer a shayya. It says, Mina offer a shayya bekarka hamishka. Mina offer a shayya sounds like the dirt that was inside the Kaidish. Bekarka mishkan sounds like dirt that actually was in the ground of the mishkan. So, what is the point here? Is the point here that the dirt went into the building? Or is the point here that the dirt was actually original dirt from the ground underneath? The, the Kaidish. So it says something like this. That sounds like as long as I have offer Shayyiyah, if I didn't have the word Bekarka, if I should offer Shayyiyah Mishkan, it means I could take dirt from anywhere, and anywhere I want, take dirt, put in a cup, go into the Mishkan, and now becomes holy dirt, and now I can use it. So Tamalamar, Bekarka Mishkan. Bekarka Mishkan sounds like it has to be the natural dirt that was always there. That might think that you can't even put the dirt down on the ground and make it karka mishkan. It has to be actual natural dirt that you sh- dug up with a shovel deep down. So okay, it says, how does that work? It says this Tanam. Which means, if there's dirt there, if you pick up the tile and there's loose dirt, you use that dirt. If you pick up the tile and there's no loose dirt, so you don't have to go get a jackhammer and start making dirt. You could take dirt from outside the Mishkan, bring it into the Mishkan, but it's not enough to bring it in. You have to bring it in, pour it down on the ground. It doesn't say you have to put the tile down, but pour it down on the ground to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Bikarka Mishkan. So it could be Ashayiyah means it could come from outside, but it still has to have the din of Bikarka Mishkan. So you need both points, says this Tana. However, it says well, it's not so simple. Tani 
So this Tanataka says, no. This Taka says you could just take dirt from outside the Besamikdash, bring it into the Mishkan for one second, and that's good enough. Oh, what does the Pasuk mean? Bekarka Mishkan. What does it mean, Bekarka Mishkan? Lahavi Karka, and change the Girsa here, Rashi says. Our Girsa is Lahavi Karka Shiloh Noivi Given Beisalamim. Rashi says the point here is the Pasuk says Karka Hamishkan. How do you know this halacha applies not just in the Mishkan, but in the other types of Beis HaMikdash Mishkan that we had? Specifically, we had four other kinds. We had Shiloh, we had Noiv, we had Gidvain, and we had the Beis HaMikdash proper. How do you know this halacha applies to this as well? Now Rashi says, in Shiloh there was no discussion. Shiloh was a Mishkan. And if Shiloh was a Mishkan, of course this halacha would apply. Shiloh was always called Mishkan. Noiv and Gidvain, says Rashi, were actually not a Mishkan at all. They were a bummer. And if they were a bummer, you're not doing Saita in Noivin Givon. The whole process of Saita requires a Mishkan. And therefore, Noivin Givon are definitely puzzle for doing Saita at all. So therefore, what does this puzzle teach me? It's only teach me the last point of Beis Eilamim. When you build the Beis HaMikdash, how do you know that the same Allah applies that you have to have dirt from the Beis HaMikdash itself, not just from the Mishkan? Even though it says Bekarka Mishkan, Bekarka Mishkan is a Chiddush, then now you have to put the dirt in, but you don't have to put it on the ground according to the Stana. But even in the Beis HaMikdash, this Allah applies. That is not like what we just said. We just said that you actually have to put the dirt on the ground. Like we said, you don't have to teach me that the Salah applies in the Beis HaMikdash. Someone's Tomei, Sheretz, he's not allowed to go into the Mishkan. And we all also learn out, you're not allowed to go into the Beis HaMikdash. Rashi says, Tupsukim, we have by Paraduma, it says, Ki es Mikdash Hashem Tomei, and it says, es Mishkan Hashem Tomei. And if we learn out the Halachas of Tumah, apply in the Mishkan, apply in the Mikdash as well. So of course, Tumah says, Shishish Chamurah Leikol Shikin, and therefore, whatever you could do for a Mishkan for a Saita, you would also do for the Mikdash as well. I don't need a Pasuk for that. What does that teach me? Like we already said, You can't just take dirt and bring it into the Mishkan. Well, the Beis You have to put it on the ground in the Mishkan. We have now Amachlaikis. Amachlaikis, everybody agrees that the Pasuk says the dirt has to come into the Mishkan. The question is, does it actually have to be in the floor of the Definitely, and, and everybody agrees you don't have to dig necessarily deep down to get dirt. The question is, do you actually take the dirt and just put it in the walls, that's good enough, or you have to actually put it on the ground, not in the cleave, pour it down, then dig it back up. That we have a machlaikis. We'll stop here, pick up him and tomorrow. Okay.